Hello and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello, my little angels and welcome back to, you know what, another episode of Cats Out of the Bag. Well, I hate to give to deliver some sad news. But it's, you know, it's not that sad because it means I get a little bit of a little Chrissy break, which we all deserve. Um, But this is going to be my second last episode for the year. Can we deal? So I thought, you know, we've got to go out with a little bang. I'm thinking, well, I'm not thinking because I'm doing. This week is going to be a little listener stories because holy shit, my emails are flooded with the juiciest fucking sex and dating stories. And... You know, I actually took the time last night. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do next week's episode on? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to read through my emails because it's got to be some bloody golden things in there. And holy shit, I fucking love you guys. Like the fact that you give me these little confessions, which obviously always anonymous and absolutely adore you all for doing that. So I thought I'd read some of those, give some of my opinions. And then I thought for my little last episode for 2021 slash my last episode for season one, Hello, how have we already done a whole fucking season? I feel like I just bloody started. Um, I'd do a little like 2021 year in review, like what I've learned, um, you know, goals for 2022. So if any of you have any feedback or anything you want to hear, DM me, something you've learned, like whatever 2021 has brought you and what you've learned in 2021 that you want to take into 2022 tell me about it because I'm going to fucking talk about it. And I want to, you know, give you my learnings to try and help you with yours. And if you've learned something awesome, then let's bloody tell the cats out of the bag crew because we're all fucking here for a good time. Um, so little update on my life. It's been busy. I feel like work and everything has been full on this like end of year period. And, um, I feel like I haven't had much time for bloody for men for dating. I had a I had a little a little date the other week with Can You Deal? But if you've been listening since the beginning, you're gonna want to know with um <clears throat> ABN guy. Yep, that's right, ABN guy. But my God, he is just so fucking good in bed. He gives me he's he's the guy whose face I sat on and didn't know I could orgasm in that position, and then I did. But then he like kind of ABN ghosted me. Um. But I had another date with him and it was fucking fabulous. And, you know, who, who doesn't love a little bit of um, a little, little midweek route? Um, so I know all my friends would be like, fuck him. That's a fucking EBN guy. But, you know, here I am. Um, so other than that, I feel like my boy time has been a little bit dismal. But um, just kind of focusing on me. And I feel like I'm going to set a whole bunch of those goals for the new year too, but I'll, I'll save it for the 2021 on review and the 2022 goals for you guys. Um, so holy shit, some of these stories. Okay. I feel like I should just bloody dive on in. There are some rippers and excuse me if I have a few stutters because I feel like when you read other people's things, it's always hard to know their like sentence structure and vocab, you know, but um, this one is fucking funny. It's called Dirty Dark Ex-Boyfriend Kinks. Now we already know what this is going to be about. We're talking fucking kinks and my God, is this guy 
a little bit fucking quirky, but we love a bit of quirky. All right, here we go. Hi, Kat. Wow. Okay. I cannot believe I'm sending this in. No one knows this. But for you, Dal, I'll spill the beans because you and your, you are the bloody best and I love listening to you. It's probably not even that dirty. I'll tell you it anyway. It is dirty, guys. It's fucking fabulous. Okay. So I have this ex-boyfriend who I remember after about almost a year, him telling me he had this kink that got him going in the bedroom, which he was never sure he could tell me about as he was embarrassed. Turns out it was a foot fetish. At the time, I didn't know what to do. So I went along with it as I felt bad and I didn't want to make him feel insecure. But so then when it came to sex, he wanted to clean my feet with his mouth. This is not something I was into at all. But again, I felt bad if I didn't do it. So I did it anyway. Before sex, he would ask me to go for walks barefoot so that I could get my feet extra dirty for him to clean. And then sometimes even a run so that my feet would be all sweaty and smelly in my socks. He would literally go rock hard from smelling my feet. I don't know how I'd deal with this guy. If a guy was like, I want you to fucking go out into the dirt and fucking walk with your feet off and I'm going to lick them clean. I'd be like, brother, are you okay? Or like sweaty, dirty socks. Like even like, wouldn't it be like, I was actually like on the phone to a friend this afternoon talking about, you know, if you, what would happen if you actually were into licking someone's sweat? Like, would it be like bitter or like sour? Like imagine licking someone's armpit or something after they've just exercised. It's a no from me. Anyway, this isn't even the dirtiest part of my secret. About three years into the relationship, he tells me one day he's found another new kink that he wanted to try. The new kink involved me drinking a shit ton of water so that I could wee on him. When I say on him, I mean right onto his fucking dick. I literally literally was like, what the fuck? Why did I have to have a boyfriend with all these kinks? Sorry to anyone who is into this, but I just cannot understand how this could turn someone on. But then again, I felt bad and I didn't want to hurt his feelings. So I agreed to trying it sometimes, but only in the shower. So we did do it a few times here and there. We were having sex as he would ask to. I hated every moment of it. I just could not get my head around how weeing on him was a turn on. Also, after I weed on his dick, he then wanted me to suck it. But I was like, look, that's a little bit far for me. And then one day it goes to the next level where he, where he says the next time I needed to wee, he wanted me to do it in his mouth. Did I do it? Yep. And fuck never again. She literally weed in his mouth. Like what? Like, can you imagine like fucking like squatting over someone's mouth and them just like, ah, like try, like, no, no, it is a no from me. Um, okay. So then there's more. She says, first of all, it's really hard to do because it's like you're sitting there and it feels like you're about to be eaten out, but instead you're not. And he's just laying there with his mouth open, waiting to catch your piss. He would also get mad at me if I took a bit of time, but like P-phobia, it's a real fucking thing. And if I was like on the fucking spot trying to piss in someone's mouth, there is no way that my, you know, fucking bladder would work for me, honestly. Um, eventually when it then came to sex, it was like he 
couldn't even do it unless we delved into one of his kinks. I tried to avoid doing them, but then it got to the point where we would end up in an argument over it. We aren't together anymore, thank God, because it ended up being such a turnoff. Anyway, hopefully this was dirty enough for you, babe. Oh my God. I fucking loved this. Like, wow. 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 I mean, I feel like I should have experienced some of this in my sexcapades. I have not had any guy be like, I want to, I mean, I probably, it's probably because I have fucking ugly feet. I honestly have webbed toes and like had a boat fall on my feet when I was like an, a competitive rower. And sorry, this is probably like a bit gross, but, um, pretty much like a boat fell on my toes and then they went severely ingrown. So I had to get a fucking toe surgery where they like burnt my nail beds with acid so that your toe, your big toe now like doesn't grow ingrown again. So now I have these like really skinny toenails. Like my big toenails are like crooked and skinny. It's so ugly. So like, you know, no wonder why no one's wanted to suck my feet. But then again, maybe I could also make an earning on some fucking foot porn because my feet are so bung. This web-toed, web-toed skinny fucking nail freak. Um, that's me. Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know how I would respond to this. I feel like I'd be like pretty open. Like, you know, I'd, I'd want to like nurture my partner and like be into what they're into. But I just, I don't know. Maybe I would say yes to the shower. I don't know. Maybe we should do a poll. Maybe we'll do a poll on Instagram. Would you piss on your partner in the shower if they really, really wanted you to? Like if it really meant a lot. I can't, but I fucking loved that story. Too fucking funny. Okay. We've got another one. It's called Little Man Too Big for His Boots. Okay. Hey, Kat, I have a gnarly cheating story with a side of skits cunt X. Lol. Pardon my French. So flashback to Splendor 2019. I'm heading down to Byron Bay from Brizzy with my boyfriend, ex-boyfriend now, must clarify. And let me just say the trip down alone was a sign from the universe to fucking turn around. So it's the first night of Splendor and our accommodation fell through. The idiot forgot his wallet and ticket, so we had to turn around home and get it. It's just an all-round shit show. It's Friday night and we are hustling to find somewhere to stay on a Splendor weekend in Byron. But eventually, we do, and all goes well the first night. It was by no means the best night of my life, but it was better than what has to come. Second day rolls around. I wake up, I go to take my makeup off, and I get something in my eye. This is relevant for later. I'm in pain, like real pain. Nothing seems to help me. I'm washing it out. I went to get eye drops, saw a nurse at the chemist, etc. Literally nothing. I'm blind at this point. All while this is happening, my first class dickhead of an ex, my first class dickhead of an ex is preying alone, and I'm getting ready to he- and getting ready to head into splendor. It was literally just the two of us. Like I mean, the cunt has a Yui boom out and everything, not giving two fucks. Anyway, he leaves me in a hotel room and heads into Splendor alone. Like, read the room, you dickhead. Anyway, I'm not the needy type at all, but I was honestly in that much pain and couldn't drive, etc. So I needed his help. So while I was in the TP forest, I shit you not, I spent eight hours in the emergency room at Tweed, including two ambulance rides. I ended up getting a splinter pulled out of my eye all while getting completely ignored by my boyfriend who had no idea I was even at hospital. 
I just knew in my gut he was cheating. I can't even explain it, but I just knew. I asked him about it the next day and he was quite upset because he left me in the hospital for a sesh and he denied it and he gaslighted me as per usual. Anyway, third day of Splendor comes around and I'm just fucking off, fucking it off. (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, third day of Splendor comes around while I'm just fucking off it whilst wearing the most cooked eye patch in the mosh. I was Devo. Besides the fact I looked like a fucking pirate, I missed half of Friday night all of Saturday on a weekend I had been looking forward to for months. Let's fast forward six months down the track. I get a message from his ex-girlfriend saying she wanted to talk to me. We had a lot of mutual friends. We call. She explains to me the whole night he was trying to get with her and she shows me messages of him telling her he's in love with her, only dating me to pass the time, wants to move away with her, etc. You get the point. He came back to the hotel after this and slept with me. I actually cannot even comprehend what type of person does this. We had been together for over two years. I was obviously so heartbroken. The girl, may I say, is so lovely and was not reciprocating. Anyway, of course I find this out the day before I leave for a six-week trip to New York. So spent the whole trip heartbroken and stressed about what he thought, what I thought he might be doing back home. My dumbass thought he would change. Spoiler, they never do. Fucking tell me, tell me that again, sister. I fucking I know it. And so t- and so tried to work it out. Continue to be. Mi- 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 Oh my God, my fucking brain. Continued to be manipulated, gaslit and experienced much more stories like this over the next six months. Then finally left him. The little breakup is another story. But what a wanker. Little man syndrome is a real thing. Give a little man a fucking chance. They fucking rule the fucking world. Hashtag microman. Holy shit. Like, you poor fucking thing. This just takes me back to the time when I got left in a fucking hotel room in Melbourne on a romantic weekend and he went on a bender. Like, I'm sorry, but if your significant other is unwell and you're there like pre-drinking with a Yui Boom alone while they're like in clear pain, Dole, I hate to say it, but there was your first red flag. I, I mean, I, I, I really wish I knew you at this point. I don't know you now, but I, I really wish that, you could have reached out to me this time because I would have told you to fucking go on your six week trip and fuck this guy off because I just feel like, I feel like red flags are such a thing and your gut feeling is such a thing. And a lot of the time we just ignore it and we just go, Oh no, but I could be wrong. Or or you give someone the benefit of the doubt. But if there's any advice I can give any of you guys, it is trust your fucking gut look at those red flags early. If you get a red flag early in a relationship, look at it, breathe it, deal with it and fucking, you know, take it under your wing because, or take it under your belt, whatever the fucking saying is, take it under a wing. I don't think that's right. But there's like, you know, there's enough times when I have listened to my gut and it's proved me right. And there's enough times when I've like ignored it and then been proved so wrong. Like, even just little things like in my last relationship, I had a bit of a red flag early on when like I was on a health kick and we'd made plans to do a dinner together because I was on an eight-week challenge. I was not not drinking and he was like, yep, let's cook a healthy dinner. We were like super fresh. So like you think that like when you're in your like honeymoon period when someone's like really trying to impress you that they'd do whatever the fuck they can. Hold on, just need to take a little sip of my wine because I feel my mouth getting quite dry. Mm. 
divine, divine little Tempranillo or Tempranillo, however you say it. Anyway, so we'd made plans um, and, you know, I finished work. I go and buy all the ingredients. I get home, like, hey, like what time are you home? No reply. Call him, no reply. Like an hour pass and I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this motherfucker doing? Like we've made dinner plans. I'm literally sitting here alone. He just wasn't answering my call and then he finally answered and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, babe. I'm just over at a friend's house. Like, and I was like, oh, okay. Like when he coming home, he's like, I'll get in an Uber now. Another hour passes. Call him back. Another hour. Like, this literally went on for like five fucking hours and I'm sitting there and I literally saw red. I like he. I ended up having to go and pick him up, which I should not have done. I should have made other fucking plans and gone out, picked him up, came back to the house. And I was like, don't you ever fucking dare disrespect my time because you made plans with me and that's fine if your plans change and you want to do something else, but communicate that with me because I can go and do something else. Like, don't you dare think your time is more valuable than mine. Like that is one of my pet peeves when people do that and don't communicate. Um, And for me, that was a fucking red flag. Like I should have seen the fact that he chose me trying to be healthy and supporting me through a time like that to go and get on the booze and God knows what else with his mates and ignore my phone calls. Like that, that was a really early red flag and I chose to ignore it. And then that came to bite me, but came back to bite me in the ass for pretty much the rest of the relationship. So I think like sometimes we stay in situations because we, you know, get scared and we're in a comfort zone and, you know, we don't want to, we get scared to rip the bandaid off or like, you know, not have that person that makes you feel grounded and secure. But if someone's making you feel a certain way, they're going to fucking do it again. And yeah. Anyway, I've, I've even like, I'm big on like, I feel like I'm rambling here, but I'm big on asking like the universe for signs. Like I've had like so many fucking times in my life where I've asked the universe for a sign and it's come to me in crazy forms and I've listened to it and I've had times where I haven't listened to it. So like, I don't know what it is with me, but I always ask for fucking animals or something. So like when I was like going through a really rough time with my ex, I was like, okay, universe, <laughs> like, this is, it sounds so ridiculous, ridiculous if you're not into this shit, but me being into it here, I fucking am. I was like, all right, if I should break up with my ex, I mean, sorry, if I should break up with my boyfriend, like, I want to see a pelican. Like, sorry, like, why a pelican cat? Like, are you kidding? I shit you not, the next day, I'm driving past this fucking river and there is a backyard backing on to the river with 30 pelicans in it and two pelican statues. And I didn't say this out loud. I said it in my mind. So, like, it wasn't like, you know, I'd been fucking stitched up. And then I literally log into marketplace and it's like pelican statue, pelican fucking painting. Like I cannot stop seeing fucking pelicans. And I was like, I'm a dump your ass. Like literally that happened. And then like I was dating this other guy and we'd had like a really messy breakup and he was like coming overseas to win me back. And I was like flying to Mykonos to go and see him and like try and like work things out. And I just had this really bad gut feeling about it. So I was like, universe, here I am with my animal again. I was like, if I shouldn't go to Mykonos, I want to see a frog. Like what? (laughs) Anyway, so didn't see a frog, didn't see a frog. I'm literally going to the airport and I look at my friend's bag and she has a frog fucking keychain on there. And I was like, you're kidding. Like, this is my sign. But I didn't listen to it. And I went to Mykonos anyway. And it ended up being 
quite possibly one of the worst weeks of my life. I got left. He ended up flying out of Mykonos and leaving me there alone. Took my fucking passport. Like that's a whole nother fucking story for you guys in a whole nother episode. But like they're like two prime examples where I should have listened to my gut and listened to the universe and listened to red flags and I fucking haven't. And if I could go, if I could turn back time, maybe my one is kicking in. Yeah, no, like if I could go back in time and fucking relive that, I would have, you know, listened to my science, listened to my gut. But, you know, you live and you learn and you do these things so that you don't make these mistakes again in the future. So, you know, here I am. All right, let's go into another one. What should we do? We've got like wild sex and dating stories, horror sex story, ex-sex worker story. Like there's just so many good ones and I don't know what one to go next. Let's go ghosting story 101. My God, have I got a story for you. Quick little backstory. I'm 23, living in a shitty rental apartment with my best friend, and soon after we moved into our apartment, the owner decided to put the apartment on the market. So we're talking open homes every Saturday, dealing with the cocky real estate agents, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, house finally sold, and about one month after it sold, I get an Instagram DM from the real estate agent that sold our house, creeping hard and wanting to hang out. I'm thinking, wow, this is weird. He looks pretty old. I don't know what he wants out of this. Anyway, it's lockdown. I agreed to go on a walk mainly because I was that bored and thought this could be a fun little lockdown, buddy. We go on a walk. We hang out again and again. I find out he's 37. Anyway, after date three, he makes me lasagna. We have sex. I leave that night thinking, wow, that was nice. He's actually all right. That is literally your vagina tricking you that they're nice because he made you a fucking lasagna, which was probably Sarah Lee from the fucking frozen section at Coles. And your pussy's fucking had his penis and it's like your fucking chemicals in your brain are like, yeah, you're all right. 37-year-old creepy real estate agent. But, you know, at least you make a good lasagna. Anyway, so I leave thinking, wow, that was nice. He's actually all right. He says things like, I'll see you on the weekend, blah, blah, blah. About three to four days later, I'm thinking, it's weird. He hasn't messaged me. Investigated a bit further. I have been removed and blocked, completely ghosted by the old fugly real estate agent. Anyway, safe to say it was an eye-opener and I shan't be touching real estate ever again. Dude, fucking lol. (laughs) Like, you got lasagna ghosted. Like, no, just kidding. Fucking look, he's obviously got his own fucking demons. If I don't know how old you are, but I'm guessing if you, if he's 37 and that's a bit old for you, then you're probably, probably quite young. Um, cause I love an older man. Definitely fucked a 47 year old. Can I not? Um, but yeah, I think it's a blessing in disguise. I think a guy finding you on Instagram and creeping into your stories who's 37 has got their own fucking issues. So be happy that you got a nice meal and hopefully a good route and, you know, move on with your life. You don't, you don't want a fugly old real estate agent as your boyfriend anyway. So just change the story and tell people you ghosted him. Um, but anyway, all right, we've got another ghosting story. All right. Okay. God, this could be a bloody ghosting episode, guys. Ghosting part two. All right. So lol, basically was full on seeing this guy for about six months. In my mind, we were pretty exclusive. Like the dude told me he loved me after a month. 
slow down speed racer. But I also didn't say it back. So this could be the issue. But also we still saw each other almost every weekend. So pretty much I was staying at his house a lot. He'd met my parents. I'd met his. And like, we weren't just rooting. We went on full on dates, but legit one night I went out with my mates. He got sad because he wanted to see me. And I was like, brother, I need to hang out with my friends and I think you need to as well. Like, seriously, let me live my fun life, bitch. Anyway, the next morning he sent me a message asking how my night was and I replied and we had a bit of a back and forth and then he legit fucked off the radar and then I'm like sick tits, whatever. So I had my cry and a couple weeks later I was over it. But then get this. I went to a festival two months later and saw this motherfucker, a girl and his mates and steered so clear of them, but then ran into one of his mates that I had mutuals with and was like, oh my God, so random that you and bitch boy hung out for a couple of months. And I, oh no, he said this, hold on. So the friend said, so random that you guys hung out for a couple of months. And I was like, lol, true. Okay. But then me being nosy, a nosy bitch, I had to ask, who the other girl was. And it turns out it was his fucking ex that he had gotten back together with three months prior. So this little fucking bitch two-timed me and didn't even have the balls to fucking tell me. Such a pussy. Anyway, his loss and he was such a shit root, I'm actually convinced I did charity work. (laughs) What? such a shit I'm convinced I did charity work. Wow. That's like literally the funniest thing I've ever heard. I'm going to use that. Um, wish I could claim the money I waste on him as a donation in my taxes. Fuck, this just gets better. <laughs> Message to the chicks to not hang out with boys that give you small dick vibes. I know I haven't, I now have a new boyfriend and we've been together for a bit over a year and he's the funnest person I've ever met and liter- literally the best. So teehee, men suck and you are worthy of the best people, not two-timing hoes, baby. Love you, cat. Dude, fucking classic. I cannot like, I-, I was doing charity work by rooting this guy. I've done so much charity work, guys. I literally, I'd probably owe the tax department no money if I claimed my fucking charity work in my taxes. That is so funny. I fucking cannot. Oh God. All right. So this one's an ex sex worker story. So I know we just love the like sex workers on the pods. I just feel like it's like a little snippet into their life that is just so fucking interesting. Okay. So this girl, I fucking love her already. So she's said, so the first episode about micro dicks sent me into a laughing fit, remembering my first client I had back in my sex working days. Little backstory for you. So in my early 20s, I was working as a chef like a million hours a week. I had no life. And at the time, I had a lot of girlfriends working in brothels as a little side hustle on weekends for extra cash. So curious to know the ins and outs, I asked my girlfriend to give me a little rundown. To which she replied, it's literally a piece of piss and most of them are young and hot and in and out before you tell them your name. Fast forward three months and I finally had worked up the courage to let her take me to Sydney with her and let's just say my first client defined pretty much my whole five-year stint in the industry. So So I go in to intro so fucking nervous and this little bald guy in his mid 40s perks up as soon as I walk in the door. He has this grin like, mmm, fresh meat. 
I sit down next to him and tell him my name. And mind you, I say my real name instead of my working name as I was literally shitting my pants that much. He asked if I, if there were any will nots and it being my first time, I stupidly said no. So this horny little guy goes out and tells a receptionist, receptionist he's picking me without seeing anyone else. We get into the room, he showers, comes out and lays on the bed with a towel wrapped around him. I'm completely peeking by this stage. I turn and turn to look at him and he taps me. He taps the bed for me to sit down. Oh, isn't that creepy? Like a little like, come here, baby. Um, I grab some massage oil and I walk over to the bed and as, and it, and as he starts to remove his towel, I look down and there is absolutely nothing but a fucking bushland, like full fucking bush. I'm thinking, fuck, is this guy a fucking chick? Like what is actually going down there right now? Still in my lingerie, I straddle him and he says, no massage, thanks. Grab a condom. Let's do this thing. Oh my God. I looked at him and said, um, just give me a minute. I jumped up and ran to the bathroom and was thinking, how the fuck am I going to do this? No condom will fit even fit even if I do find something behind the mound of pubes down there. I looked around and saw the garbage bin. I grabbed a new garbage bag and walked back to the bed. By this stage, my nerves had turned, so let's just get this fucking over with. He looked at me and said, what's that for? I looked at him and snapped, shut up. This is how we're doing it. Before he could answer, I lubed him up, put the plastic bag over his fucking bush and lubed me up and reverse cowgirl thrusted the fuck out of him. I have never, ever heard a man still to this day orgasm like he did. Fucking lol. The whole thing was over in about 10 seconds. I got off and went and showered, left the plastic bag and little micro dick Donny to sort himself out. He laid there until I showered. And when I walked out, he leaned to the table, grabbed $400 out of his wallet and placed it on my hands in my hand, sealed it with a kiss and said, I'm not shitting you. That was the best 30 second experience I've ever had. I was literally so dead by this stage, like seriously, 30 seconds, wrap me up and throw my body in the fucking river. He put his clothes on and on, he, he put his clothes on the gross thing, didn't even shower and walked out like he was floating on air. Oh my God, your pubes would be so sweaty from that garbage bag. When he left, I could not deal. I was laughing so hard that tears were streaming down my face. He did become one of my regular clients and even after him, I seemed to attract all of the freaks. I didn't mind at all because 90% of them had weird as fuck fetishes which didn't involve me having to fuck them. Whenever I'm feeling crappy, I just always think back at those weirdos and have a little giggle. I hope this made you laugh and trust me, I have so many more where that came from. Oh my God, I fucking can't. Like, I actually cannot. Can you imagine like, shut up. This is how we're doing it. He would have been like, ooh, like, and like a mound of pubes. Like, no, fucking trim them, brother. Like, don't. It's it's bad when like a guy shaves them too much and you literally get like fucking carpet burn on your pussy. Like I literally had a guy who shaved so hard, was like rubbing so hard like against my vagina. I literally got carpet burn one time. Like I'm not even kidding. But like a mound of pubes, I'd take fucking carpet burn any day. But holy shit, I can't with that. Like, I just fucking love it. So fucking juicy. Well, I feel like following that, we should go into Juicy Story. That's what it's titled. All right. I kept this one in for way too long. It's my time to shine. 
This happened two years ago. My boyfriend had a party with his mates on a Saturday and I decided to go to the beach with my girlfriends and then pick up my boyfriend from his party in the afternoon as we had plans to hang out together that night. Fast forward through the day, I pick up my boyfriend from the party about 5pm. He is absolutely blind. No shock there as I knew the boys were having a rowdy one. It was quite funny actually watching him stumble into my car blind as a bat while I was completely sober. Anyways, when we get home, I thought I'd undress him and put him in the shower. We started kissing and things started to heat up rapidly. Next minute, I'm laying on my stomach as he's banging me from behind. He suggests that he uses the butt plug on me. I was really into I, I was really into it at this point, so I thought, why not? He sticks the silicon butt plug into my ass and continues on to the sex. A minute later, I hear him say, Oh no, it's gone. To which I replied, what do you mean it's gone? Yes, that's right. My ass had just swallowed the butt plug. I bursted into tears thinking, how the fuck are we going to get this out? And I started panicking. I couldn't even feel it in me. My boyfriend immediately sobered up and walked me into the bathroom. Both of us are butt naked and still sticky from the sex. He sits on he sits me on the toilet and asks that I push super hard while he reached up my bum to see if he could pull it out. There was no way I was going to do this by myself. I was way too worked up and anxious about how we were ever going to get this butt plug out of me. After 20 minutes of pushing, like I was trying to give fucking birth, screaming at him, almost putting his entire hand in my ass to get this thing out. I fainted and fell on the to- and fell off the toilet onto the ground. He threw water on my face and I woke up. So after... <laughs> Holy shit, this is so intense. So we continued on with the same process. After about an hour and almost deciding that we were going to have to go to hospital, I gave it one last big push with his hand up my ass and he finally pulled the butt plug out from me. I was so fucking relieved. I asked him after if he had shit on his hand. He replied, don't worry, it's not important, babe. And that's when I realized I wanted to be with this man for the rest of my life. We're still together. He's a fucking trooper. Holy shit. Holy shit. Like, sorry. Like, if they're, it's like, you know, we really like broke the whole, like, you know, you know, fourth wall. Oh, no, that's not the right saying. Um, like the honeymoon period or like we really let each other know everything about each other when we both got gastro. But no, we really let each other every, each other know about everything when we got a fucking butt plug stuck up my ass and you were to lich, like, especially her like mounded, like sitting on the toilet and his fucking fist up her, like, no, 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 no. That like makes me scared to use a butt plug again. And like, I don't mind a butt plug, but I always go for little ones and I feel like that's way more easy to fucking suck up your butthole. So steering fucking clear of that shit. Holy shit. That is intense. I would love to know if you used the butt plug again after that or if you ever have gone back there. So fucking message me. I won't say your name, but I really loved that story. So thank you. All right. I'm going to read you two more. We've got horror sex story and wild sex and dating stories. Let's go horror sex story first. All right. Oh, my God. Do I have a fucking perla for you? I was out one night with a friend at a fundraiser type event and there was this guy there that I knew from around. We ended up having a cheeky little kiss outside and that was it. We went our separate ways for the rest of the night. 
I ended up in this seedy club with the girls around where we used to live. And let's just put this into context. It's up on this level in this open space with a balcony with a thick layer of goop that you st- that sticks to the floor and it's so slippery that you fall every step. You have to be on a cer- certain level of drunkness before even considering going to this place. Anyway, that's where we were. Before I knew it, the guy that I kissed at the event earlier was here at this club and then we were off leaving together. We walked back to his house, had a chat, a drink, and then went to his bedroom. This is where the story gets fucked up. We start having sex. At first, it's just your below average one night stand. But then out of nowhere, he slaps me across the face. And I'm not talking a little love tap on the cheek. I'm talking like a backhand that made my fucking brain bounce around my skull. After copying that and 20 vodkas, I'd already consumed an interesting cocktail. He then proceeded to bite my lip and bite by bite, I mean bit it off. He literally bit it off and I had blood pissing out. It was so swollen. It felt like I had a fucking beak, but wait, there's more. He then proceeded to tell me, open your mouth. Me, what? Opened my mouth. Confused as to as, as we were in missionary, not sure what he was going to do. Yes. Open your mouth. He said, I stupidly opened my mouth and he fucking hacks a huge golly and spits into my fucking mouth. He then proceeded to force my mouth shut and swallow it. After that, I put an end to this horror of a one-night stand. I ended up staying at his and he dropped me home in the morning, had a bruised, swollen lip for days. Safe to say he was blocked and deleted off everything. Do not need to see his face to remind me of that fucking horror, funny story, but lol. If you got to the end of that, I hope you enjoyed it as much as my friends do. Oh my God sorry. Firstly, why the fuck did you stay there? If a guy slapped me and bit my lip, I'd be like, I'm out of here, brother. Like, no, like sister, leave, leave the motherfucker's house. But holy shit. What? Why, why do guys just think that this is okay in a one night stand? Like read the room, see what you're into, discuss your kink, see if you're into it. If you're not into fucking being slapped, I don't think you're going to want a golly down your throat. Like, I mean, like, I wouldn't mind a little bit of spit if it was, like, really kinky and maybe if you were, like, dating each other. But a golly on a one-night stand, such a golly ever. It's a no from me. I need another sip of my wine after that because that was fucking intense. Mm. Holy shit. All right, well, we're going to end this on wild sex and dating stories. Hey, queen, I honestly have the worst luck with men. And dating. So I thought I'd have to send you some of my stories for the potty. Wow. I think we could be twins because so do I. Number one, come in my mouth guy. I call this guy the come in my mouth guy. We met on Instagram and had been talking for a while. I was going through a bit of a hoe phase and thought this dude was a bit of an easy route. So we met up, went back to his apartment and I started making a move. He stops me and starts getting emotional. He tells me that girls only see him as a sex object and he's at the stage in his life where he really wants to settle down and have kids. I'm literally just sitting there half naked like, um, what do I say to this? Then he goes, actually, can you just let me come in your mouth? (laughs) What? If anyone is wondering, he did it 
And I'm sorry, if anyone is wondering, he did, and I left so fucking confused. So, like, I have so many questions. I have so many fucking questions. How did he go from, like, people just see me as a sex object, but could I come in your mouth? Like, did did you, did he masturbate and come? Did did you have sex? Did, like, like what, how did this happen? It's so fucking weird, and I cannot deal with that, but weird, 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 weird. All right, we've got we've got another guy in here. We've got the fake tan guy. I love that these that all of these we've got the fake tan guy, the wank chair guy, and the confession guy. So this is what's coming up for the wank chair guy. If I can hear for it. All right. Fake tan duck guy. I invited a dude over to kind of get a to get back at my ex. They were best friends. The night started off good with just a couple of chill drinks and a good chat. Next minute. He's invited one of his friend, his dodgy friends over who just rocks up at my apartment unannounced. I felt so awkward. So I let him in and this guy was definitely not someone I wanted to be around, let alone have in my apartment. Picture full-on jail tats, bum bag and crim vibes, the whole shebang. I was so stressed the whole night and could not wait for him them to leave. Finally, his friend left and I was trying to hint for him to leave as well. I told him I had to go pick up my housemate and he goes, oh, I'll come with you. Like, no, take the hint, brother. I made up some excuse, some more excuses. And I think he finally got the picture. He was fucking around in my bathroom for a little while. And I went in to see what he was doing. And he had his shirt off and was looking at himself in the mirror. He then proceeds to ask me if I have any fake tan that he can borrow because he's looking a little pasty. Safe to say it was the weirdest fucking night ever and probably karma for trying to fuck his ex's friend. Lol, what? Like, no, no. If you want some fake tan, buy your own. Don't fucking take your shirt off in some poor lady's house and like, no. And like your criminal friend, like who are you hanging out with? All right, we're on to the wank chair guy. I know I know this, this heading, this title is just got me on the edge of my seat, guys. All right. I was seeing this guy fresh out of a toxic relationship. He treated me nicely, but wasn't really interested in sex. When we did have sex, he struggled to come unless he sat in what he referred to as his wank chair, closed his eyes and jerked himself off while I lied there awkwardly on his bed. After I broke it off, my gay best friend told me he used to flirt with him when we were all out together and he was definitely getting gay vibes. Not going to lie, there were a few red flags looking back. The fact that he face-tuned his photos and spoke to his mum in a baby voice should have been enough for me. But the fucking wanking in a chair while you're just like, no, I just, I don't know what it is, but there's something so awkward about a guy just going like, oh, let me just look at you while I finish and them just like sitting there mazzing off like... I mean, I've done it too. <laughs> like, I've, I got this guy recently who didn't make me come, and I was like, I'm just going to get my vibrator. Like, do you care? And he was literally just sitting there. So, like, I guess I can't really talk, but like, at least I didn't get in a fucking chair to like use my fucking sucky sucky. Like, no, 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 no. I cannot. Oh, all right. We've got the confession guy. All right. I used to sleep with this guy who would say the weirdest things to me right after we had sex. The one that takes the cake is when literally seconds after coming, he goes, I think I might be gay. Is this what people mean by post-nut clarity? Lol. Another time he also started to explain his dream girl to me right after sex and it was literally the complete opposite of me. Fucking weird, right? God knows why I kept seeing him. I probably have a million more of these stories. 
apps I'll send through anymore, I think of. Convince the universe to just sent me these mails so I can have good stories to tell. Lots of love. Literally, that all of those. So that was all from one girl. We had come in my mouth guy, fake tan guy, wank chair guy, and confession guy. The universe is, is sent you these men for you to tell fucking great stories, sister. And I loved it. And I'm sure all of you guys will love it. So fuck me dead. Guys. I love you. Thank you so much for sending in these stories and please keep sending them through because, you know, even if it might not come in, you know, a week after you send it, I will eventually get to it. And I just feel like they're a fucking hoot and they're so fun and everyone loves this shit. So, oh, you guys keep me young. But yeah, fucking hilarious. I love you all so much. I'm going to wrap it up on these. We're going to do a little 2021 recap, 2022 fucking vision next week. We're going to ha- make it a little bit of a motivational, inspirational episode to kickstart us into fucking 2022. Me, every year I'm like, I'm fucking joining this gym. I'm doing this. But this year I'm going to set fucking realistic goals. So I want to hear from you. DM me, post in the Facebook group. What do you want to hear? What do you want to know about my 2021? What advice do you want? What have you learned? Like, talk to me, give me content and give, let me know what you want to hear because I want to, you know, make this episode as inspirational as possible. So that's all folks. No, I love you all so much. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. It was a fucking hoot to read through all of those again. Like I was just in stitches on the couch last night and I was just in stitches again. So fucking love you. And I can't wait for next week. Um, So I will see you all then. Bye. Cats Out of the Bag is proudly part of the Acast Creator Network. Special shout out to Rode Microphones for powering this episode. 